Welcome to this episode of The Home Building Hero. What regulation adds to the cost of a new home? That is the topic of discussion today, and you guys are not going to believe the number that I'm going to be giving you and providing you on how much our local, state, and federal government and their rules and their regulations, how much they add to the cost of your new home. Hi, I am your host, David Bellman, and thank you for tuning in to The Home Building Hero. This topic really gets me riled up, so I apologize. But I think once you hear some of the information I'm going to be providing you in this podcast, your eyes are going to be really open because this is something that I've been working on for many years in my um, responsibilities as a local president of a builders association, president of the state builders association, and that is the cost of regulation from local, state, and federal government, and how much that adds to the cost of a brand new home. So I hope you're sitting down when you hear this number. This is based on a study from the National Association of Home Builders back in 2015. They did this study throughout the country, but then they also did it state by state. So in my state, Wisconsin, the cost added to a new home because of local, state, and federal government is $84,671. Let me repeat that. $84,671 because of regulation on the cost of a new home. Let that sink in for a moment. That is a ridiculous number. That is a crazy number. So if you take a $300,000 house, it's $384,000 because of regulation. So the actual cost of the home would be three hundred, dollars but when you put it on market, it's $384,000. It's a ridiculous number. Now I'm going to throw some other information out there on, on this, and I'll explain how this has kind of come about. So back in 2011, they also did this study, okay? And in 2011, this was obviously during the height of the Obama administration, the cost between 2011 to 2015, the cost went up an additional 25%. So it was an extreme increase. I mean, it went up a quarter in only four years, again, because of regulation, And two-thirds of those costs, two-thirds of that $84,671, two-thirds of that is on the development side of the business. So anyone trying to put roads in, creating new lots, subdivisions, those type of things, those items are the bulk of where the regulation hits. The other third is on the home building side, but you pay for it either way. And guess what? Whenever the government makes a regulation, The business has to pass it along, and guess who pays for it? You, the consumer. You're the one that pays for this. You pay every dollar of this, and it's not right. It's not fair. We have a housing crisis here in the United States. We have an affordability crisis. We have a huge generation, the largest population in our country right now, the millennials, coming into the housing market, and not being able to find or buy a new home because it's just not even affordable. Existing homes are going way up in price because the new houses just aren't even affordable at all. We could not build anything in the starter home price range for a consumer right now. 
So how did this happen? How did we get here? Well, there's a lot of things. Uh, one, of the, one of the things I'd like to point out is back in the 1950s, we had a huge housing boom, right, after World War II. That was, that was sort of the basis for the housing, marking, housing market taking off. And what happened is they created all sorts of new rules and laws to, to basically facilitate development. And we saw a lot of great subdivisions pop up. Homes were pretty affordable at that time. And, you know, you go through any metropolitan area and you'll see these developments where homes look pretty similar and you just have square blocks of houses and they're just, they all look the same, the same and they just pop, pop, pop all over the place. And they're great subdivisions. They're still great places to live. Pricing still not too bad there. And they made these rules on, about how wide the streets were going to be and, and, and how to approve a home and all these kind of things. And it was a wonderful thing. But fast forward to today. A lot of those rules from way back then are still in effect. Even though we're now working on sites that are not flat and square anymore, that are right next to a city area, now we're working on sites that are further out, that are rural, that are have streams or wetlands nearby or trees or rolling terrain. Well, you can't do the same type of development in those areas, in those, you know, instead of the A sites, the B and C sites. That's one issue. The second issue is you have to look at the government like an onion. Okay, And what that happens is when they make a law, instead of wiping out an old law, they just add a new law on top of it. So it becomes this onion with all these layers. And every year, there's another layer and another layer and another layer on top of it until you get to the point where this thing is so thick and it's so complicated that when you're trying to make a subdivision, when you're trying to develop land and you're trying to get a permit for a home, it has become so complicated. It takes nearly two years from when you purchase a piece of land to the point where you can put a road in and actually sell lots. That's ridiculous. It's a huge amount of time. The next thing is when you pull a permit on a house, you used to be able to get a permit within 30 days or so with all the processes. Now it's 90 to 120 days just to get permission to put a hole in the ground and build a home on your land, your land that you paid premium dollar for. Again, if you're not upset at this point, <laughs> you should be because $84,000 added to the cost of your new home is ridiculous. And the other thing that's happened with this is that you have all these government agencies that are in unelected positions. They're appointed by whoever's president and they get kind of free reign and they don't have to answer to anyone except for the person that appointed them. So you have the DNR, the EPA, Department of Labor, and, and some of these other agencies, federal agencies making laws. And you have people sitting behind a desk that have never built a home, probably never walked on a job site, and they're writing rules on how to be safe up on a roof and telling a carpenter of 30 years, you know, how you should be safe on a roof. We can't stop using theory to tell us how to build a home. My carpenter, for example, he's been with me for 30 years. He's never had a serious accident on a job site. I don't think he needs to get instructions from some college graduate who's never been on a job site on how to be safe on a job site. I'm sorry. It just, it's not practical. It doesn't make sense. And unfortunately, that's what happens. Then there's a whole nother thing, and this really affects the development side. You've got communities that feel like they want to increase their tax base. So they make extra regulations and extra restrictions. And a lot of times we have this 
factor called NIMBY. And if you don't know what NIMBY is, it means not in my backyard. NIMBY. And you have to have a public hearing whenever you get a development. And guess what? All the neighbors right next door get a letter. And they come out in throngs and come with every single idea and complaint they can think of to submarine the development next to them. Because they want that land to stay undeveloped. They want it to stay the way it was. Even though someone paid for it, even though they had the opportunity to buy it themselves if they wanted to keep it that way, they just want to restrict the development because they don't want to see change. So they come up with all these crazy things. And then guess what? The elected officials at your local town or local city, plan commission, they start to add things on and conditions on to appease these people that don't want something changed in their backyard. And this will greatly increase the cost. It also adds to the time of a development and the time that it takes for it to move forward. And this is a huge problem. This is, a, this is a real issue. And we need to stop doing that. And we need to start going back, getting rid of some of these senseless regulations. When, when you do a development, I don't know if you know this, but a developer will pay for all their engineering. They pay for the roads. They pay for all the improvements. And then they give that to the municipality. You'd think that would be enough, right? But no. The municipality has to hire their own engineering firm to make sure the builder's engineering firm is doing everything that they're supposed to be doing, even though they're using a licensed engineer and they're putting their seal on it. They're staking their reputation on it. You have to hire another engineering firm to look at everything a second time. That adds a huge amount of dollars to the cost of a new home. The other thing is when you're doing these developments, you know, you got to look at these delays. And every time you have to go to an extra meeting or they delay you or, or one government body makes a change, the other government body's got to look at it and then they have to change something. And then all of a sudden you get put in this endless loop that never seems to end. And all of a sudden a year goes by. Well, you're still paying property tax on that land even if you haven't developed it. You're probably paying interest on it. And the cost of this land is just shooting up, 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 and up. We have to stop this. We have to stop doing that. We have to have municipalities going back and, and reducing their requirements, saying no to the NIMBYs, and basically saying, you know what, we have a housing affordability crisis and we need to do something about it. And we're going to reduce our rules and allow some of these developments to come in so that we can get housing for our young people, our growing population, and, and keep the cost under control. Because... Back when I mentioned earlier about the 1950s, guess what? Back in 1950, you could build a brand new home, material labor, for around $9,000. Okay? And guess what? The average wage back then, in 1950, was around $4,700. So about double your wage would pay for a new home. Fast forward to today. Let's say the average wage is $60,000. I'm not even sure what the actual average wage is, but if you double the average wage, are you going to be able to buy a house for $120,000? Good luck with that, right? There's barely anything out there that you're going to find for that price. So if you take that 1950s $9,000 and use today's dollars, guess what? That's $94,000 all in for a home. You are not finding any home on the market for $94,000 and certainly not anything that you want to buy. In fact, most 
starter homes in, in our market here in Wisconsin are at 250 minimum. And you're going to be lucky if you even get one because as soon as it goes on the market, it's sold within two days. So we have a huge affordability crisis and regulation, both at your local, your state, and your federal government is a huge, huge component of it. 25% of it to be exact. So be mindful of that. Be mindful if you have a subdivision going into you that this is something that's occurring. Be mindful when you elect people. Be mindful of this when you see a law coming out that these laws have consequences and anything that you add to the cost of the new home can drastically reduce the affordability of it. And once these things come up, it's really hard to get rid of them. It's almost impossible. So pay attention to your local government, pay attention to your state government, and pay attention to your federal government, and make sure that if you see something that is anti-housing, anti-development, that you speak up because you have a voice. You have the ability to notify your elected officials. You can go onto their website and send them a letter. Um, You can call them, leave a message. A lot of times you have to talk to their staff, but you know what? They're the ones that work on this as well, and they'll pass the message on and say, no more of this. This is ridiculous. It's the only way. We have to keep working and we have to keep fighting. We have to raise the awareness that this is going on and we have to stop the madness. I'm David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Home Building Hero, where we talked about the cost of regulation and what it adds to a new home. And I'm sorry to give you the bad information, but it had to be delivered. I hope you guys learned a lot out of this. I hope this kind of changed your mind a little bit and certainly ask each and every one of you if you see things going on in your local area that add to the cost of the new home use your voice and make a difference thanks again for tuning in guys and we'll talk to you all soon